Maybe that was a ghost, because look at Rue's tail. Do you think tits make good bongos? No. Huh? No. What do you mean, no? No. You don't think just, like, slapping a titty is a good bongo? No. Hey, podcasters. Podcasters? Yeah. I don't know. Are we the podcasters or are the people listening podcasters? We are the podcasters. Hey, podcaster listeners. <laughs> hey, podcasties. Podcasties? Is that our thing? Oh, my God. Our podcast besties. Pet. There's no way to... No, I'm not even <laughs> going to try to... Hey, guys. Welcome to episode five of Isn't That Odd podcast. Oh, my God. Episode five? Yeah, we're on five. Jeez Louise. Cinco. Cinco de Mayo. Oh, yeah. I didn't pass finish, so I don't know. <laughs> huh. Um, I know so all anyways, about the Rojo, but that's it. The Rojo? Yeah, that's red. I know what Rojo is. Thank you. <laughs> Hola, mi amigos. <laughs> no, we're done. Um, we're your host. I'm Paul. And I'm Brianna. And today, as always, we have some really great stories lined up for you today. We are going to be in the realm of paranormal for myself and for Brianna. Conspiracy. So, we'll Conspira have... T. We'll have a lot of spooks and clearly something I'm going to hate, according to Brianna the other day, for her conspiracy. <laughs> so I can't wait to hear what the hell that is. And thankfully, she goes first today, so I don't have to wait very long. Thankfully. And hopefully we don't hear too many honks from my freaking dogs, because they're all over the place today. <laughs> So if you hear any honks in the background, it's not farts. Or maybe it is. It's authentic and I'm not editing out, so you just have to deal with it. Yeah, that's just going to be how life is. I'm playing, no one knows this, but I'm actually playing tug of war trying to get this fucking penguin out of my dog's mouth and she just won't let it go. (laughs) So I'm a multitasker here at this podcast. We love a multitasking queen. Yeah. My dogs just won't go to bed. (laughs) I want them to take a nap like they usually would, and they just refuse, of course, while while we're trying to record. That's just kind of how life goes, I guess. It's quite literally like having two children. They are like children. I keep saying that. Yeah, and before we even recorded this, uh, the little one got his paw stuck as he was trying to drop off our double papasan chair, and then he shrieked like a fucking banshee. And it's just... I had like the most dad reflexes I've ever seen. I just like looked, and I was like, he's screaming. Oh, his paw stuck. Oh, his paw stuck. Before I even got through those thoughts, Paul was already across the room cradling him, making sure he was okay. Like a yeah, I already. We've been through like things already. As his big sister decided to run him over like a Mack truck the other day, so that was cool too. It's. I'm just glad because with Rue, we don't have Rue. For anyone that doesn't know, is a four year old black lab of mine. And she's so cute. She's the cutest. For her, we don't have pet insurance. But for the little one, we made sure to get pet insurance because he's a golden. So, I mean, goldens do have a lot of health issues. So we knew that going in. So just in case, to be safe. And apparently it's a good thing because these two play so rough together. And this man is like 13 pounds and she's 60. And it's just, what are you doing? (laughs) 
all of a sudden this is a dog podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. We are rebranding. Isn't that pod? <laughs> that was so bad. P-A-W-D. You already Ap- know. Apostrophe? Yeah, apostrophe D. Yeah. Pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that pod? Yeah, yeah. Woof. Anyways, <laughs> without further ado, we will get into the fun stuff of the podcast, and we will hear whatever Brianna has for us today in her conspiracy world. Hi. So today, again, I'm talking about a conspiracy, and I have no really special opener today. Um, today, we're going to be talking about the Titanic. The Titanic? And some of the popular theories surrounding her sinking. Okay, great. <laughs> I, I don't even know where this could possibly go. Um, okay, so I wanted to cite my sources today for my conspiracy. Um, I use history.com, Titanic, Bellafest.com, and Wikipedia.com. Is this something I should be doing? I just like to cite my sources so that way when I say things, people aren't like, Oh, you're just making stuff up? And I could be like, nah, bitch. I got uh, the receipts. I pretty much got mine from Wikipedia and somewhere else. I already forget. Yeah, I just like to say in the beginning just so people know where I'm getting the information. Fair from. enough. Because, like, pretty soon people are going to be like, oh, where'd you get that from? Maybe I should do that. And I'm going to tell them. I'm going to slide my paper across the counter and tell them to eat my ass. Hmm. We'll cross that bridge <laughs> in a future episode. Anyways, <laughs> proceed. Okay. So on Wednesday, April 10th of 1912, around noon, the Titanic set sail from Southampton's White Star Dock in England. To She went on her maiden voyage like to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, her commander was Captain Edward J. Smith. And according to the Titanic Manifest website, there was an estimate of 2,208 people on board, and about 908 of those people were crew members. How many were crew members? 908, according to the Oh, so there was a lot of guests. Yeah. So then on April 14th, 1912, uh, so four days into her maiden voyage, Mm -hmm. the Titanic collided with an iceberg. It damaged the ship's hull plates below the waterline on the starboard side, causing the front compartments to flood. The ship then sank two hours and 40 minutes later. There was approximately 1,500 fatalities as a result of drowning and hypothermia. Damn, it took two hours for that bitch to sink? Two hours and 40 minutes. Damn. God damn. <laughs> Wait, God there's damn actually, for seven. some reason, there's a lot more survivors than I thought there were. This is all according to that website, so if the numbers are wrong, it's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why we said our sources fall. <laughs> Touche. Um, okay, so before we get into the theories about the Titanic, I just want to say that none of these theories are fact, and they are all alleged. Do not sue me. Thank you. <laughs> or do. That could be fun. No, 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 we're kidding. <laughs> I just gave Paul the worst death stare <laughs> across the mic, so I was like, say it again. <laughs> she already had to go to jury duty not that long ago, so oh she's God. sick of being in the courtroom. Yeah, hold on. Let's talk about jury duty for a second. So I went to jury duty. First of all, they made me, like, they tried to make me pay for parking. Like, how are you going to mandate that I be here or else I get, like, a felony, whatever the fuck it is for that, and then make me pay for parking? Like, first of all, that's so You had rude. to pay for parking? I mean, I didn't that day because I parked, like, on the spot where you're supposed to pay, but for whatever reason, there wasn't, like, a tenant there. But I was prepared to pay for parking. Like, I thought I, like, was going to have to pay. Huh. But for whatever reason, there the guy in the little booth thing wasn't there to, like, make you pay. Weird. Yeah. That's so funny that they make you pay. And I then, didn't know that. And then, and then, and then, and then. So, we're supposed to be there by 8. So, me being the early bird that I is, I got there at, like, 
I think I got there at like 7.45 maybe. Mm-hmm. I got all checked in and I'm like sitting there. I have my book because I'm a reader. I'd be reading. And then people are still showing up at like 8.30. I was like, bitch, you told me to be here by 8 o'clock and you're still letting these people show up? Whatever. Then they just hauled us around the fucking courthouse for like two hours. And then we're like, yeah, you guys can get selected today. You can leave. I was like, what? You just waste my morning? Waste my time? Waste my gas? Hmm. See, the one time I got called for jury duty, I called the juror line and it was only like groups one to 30 or something like that. They needed to show up and I mm. was like 60 or 70. Mm. And so I didn't even have to go in that day. I was juror number 30. But what's funny is I was just called back to jury duty a couple of <laughs> days ago and I immediately said, actually, I'm busy that day. So then um, I had to push it a year. See, because mine was originally for December, but then because of like for- I was going to Florida and then like Christmas and stuff, I pushed it. To January, and then I went in January, but I hated it. It was supposed to be in May, and I'm definitely busy in May. So <laughs> I actually have I pushed heart it to that next day. year. <laughs> I, what did you say? I said I actually have heart surgery that day. <laughs> yeah, I have a really important. Oh my god, I'm actually going to be thing. breaking my arm that day, so I won't be able to come. Yeah, Crazy. I have a really important thing to get to that day. Crazy, my car won't drive. It's insane. Yeah, suddenly. <sighs> suddenly i ran out of gas and all the gas stations are out of gas so i can't get there i'm sorry anyway (laughs) so getting into the theories now the first theory i want to talk about today is the theory of the mummy's curse so one of the passengers who went down on the titanic was william stead he was a british editor who subscribed to early 20th century spiritualism he spent like the past several years claiming that a cursed mummy was causing mysterious destructions and disaster in London. So he's just like creating mass hysteria, basically saying that this mummy, this mummy's curse was like causing a rocket. So he's just saying this random mummy's curse just so happened to sink into the Titanic. That's basically what the theory is. Yeah. I was thinking, have you ever seen gonna... the movie, the mummy? Cause like, you know how they get like all weird about, um, I thought you were going to say this man, went to some unopened tomb and disturbed the mummy and he was cursed and he went on the boat and then inadvertently cursed the boat. No, he, if you shut up, I'm going to get to it. But basically, (laughs) basically, how does it feel? (laughs) Surge protector. (laughs) Exactly my point. Basically, um, he was just saying that this mummy in London was causing a ruckus. And so the fact that it set off from England made him shut up i'm I'm gonna tell you okay so on board the titanic stead happily repeated his tale of the mummy's curse to other passengers as with other myths like i was saying about like egyptian curses and native american burial grounds and all that kinds of things uh this myth played off of the colonist anxiety about the people whose land they plundered so basically like Hmm. they're just yeah i like that word (laughs) plundered When I typed it out, I was like, I'm not changing that. I'm going to plunder the booty. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Okay. After the ship sank, a survivor recounted Stead's story to the New York world and the media just ran with it. The next month, the Washington Post ran an article with this headline. Quote, Ghost of the Titanic. Vengeance of the Hoodoo Mummy followed man who wrote its history. So basically, how you were saying earlier, like, did he plunder it and then did the curse fell him? Mm-hmm. No. The way that he told the story was that the fact that he was running around London talking about the mummy 
made the curse come to him because he was spreading it, basically. Mm. So that's the story that got run in the papers with it. Interesting. So some linked the mummy's curse to Egyptian artifacts that survivor Margaret Brown really did take on the Titanic to deliver to a museum in Denver. In the other version of the story, the mummy was actually aboard the Titanic because, quote, the British Museum had sold it to an American who was shipping it home. But truth be told, the so-called unlucky mummy was still at the British Museum. So no mummy was ever loaded onto the ship, actually. So that whole theory is just masked in hysteria. Which most theories are. Yeah. yeah. But like... To the max. Colonizer hysteria. Mm. <laughs> I got really close to the mic when I said that. <laughs> You really wanted to send home the colonizer part. <laughs> this next theory is probably the most popular theory. And that is the Great Olympic Switch. Have you heard about this one? Mm-mm. Okay. So the RMS Olympic was another white star ship. And I know what you're wondering. What does RMS mean? It means Royal Mail Ship. Royal Mail Ship? Mail. Like mail. Like the U.S. Like, Postal Service. Mail. Oh, okay. Okay, yes. okay. <laughs> I was like, female and male? No. Like, what are we talking about? All ships are hers, so they're all mm. females. Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't know why it's a thing, but it's an actual thing. Huh. That's why at the beginning I said, like, I didn't know when I talking about the Titanic, I said, and her sinking, because all oh. females. Yeah. I don't know why they do that. The more you know. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> Imagination. <laughs> That's. I just think of the SpongeBob. I was thinking. Of the- I know. I know you're talking about like the shooting star yeah, looking yeah, yeah. thing, but that just made me think of the SpongeBob where he goes imagination in the with like his hands. Box. Huh? And in the, the yeah, yeah. Box. they're having like this whole fucking thing, and Squidward's like, "I can't see nothing," and they're just like, "Imagine." Anyways, Brady. we should just make this a fucking SpongeBob podcast. At this just point. references constantly. Are you finished with those errands? Errands. <laughs> A floating shopping list. (laughs) Okay, sorry. (laughs) I have come for your pickle. (laughs) Enough. (laughs) Are you done? I'm done. So this theory starts with the fact that the RMS Olympic was damaged while sailing from Southampton, England to New York in September of 1911. So a year before the Titanic set sail, this ship was damaged. It returned to Harland and Wolf's shipping yard in Belfast for repairs. And mm. that's just the name of the... I don't know what those names are, but those are, that's just the name of the shipping yard. Okay. So the company repaired the Olympic, and then it sailed to New York and back. It returned again a year later in March of 1912 for more repairs, and that was weeks before the Titanic set sail. Hmm. So this conspiracy theory claims that some person or people found that the Olympic was too severely damaged to be profitable. And at some point, it's they switched it with the Titanic, basically. Hmm. They did this to allegedly ditch the damaged ship and allegedly reap the insurance money and allegedly kill a bunch of people along the way. So they had a damaged ship, couldn't be repaired, or it was still they da- thought it would be too much money to repair. Too it. much to repair, so they're like, let's call it the Titanic. Mm-hmm. Let's sail it out there. Mm-hmm. Let's hit the biggest iceberg we can. Mm-hmm. Let's claim that insurance money. Mm-hmm. So this whole theory is based on insurance fraud. Crazy, because I'd believe it. <laughs> Honestly. That's funny, because this this that I'm going to reference now also does. So I all these upcoming points I'm going to be making, I got this from a TikTok video hmm. from user at maya.w22. We 
<clears throat> nope. <laughs> Say it. I dare you. No, I don't want I to. I dare you. We love Maya. <laughs> <laughs> you remember when I was telling you about at work when Jimmy said that he was getting the ick from people recording TikTok videos? Yeah. This was the video in question that he was getting uh, okay, the ick from okay. because she obviously is just like talking to the camera and he was like, why do people do that? If you weren't hip for episode four, which you should be, was it four? Jimmy is our manager. So we probably will reference him a lot just because he's yeah. a doof, but yeah, that's fine. I can't say anything because I we're can't shout friends. you out, but what's up? We're all friends. <laughs> <laughs> I promise we're friends. Um, okay. So she has an entire video on this theory. And so according to her video, the Olympic and the Titanic looked extremely similar in terms of like coloring on the outside and such. So similar that when they were advertising the Titanic, before like it took its maiden voyage, like before all that stuff, mm-hmm. they used pictures of the Olympic instead of the brand new Titanic ship. So it was that close. Yes. Mm. The Titanic had 14 portholes on the side of it, and the Olympic had 16. But when the Titanic set sail, it had 16 portholes on the side of it. <laughs> portholes. Are you even listening? <laughs> or was it just portholes? <laughs> I tuned it out to portholes, honestly. <laughs> so the Titanic originally had 14 on the side of it, and the Olympic had 16. The day that that Titanic left, mm. it set sail, it had 16 portholes. She had 16 holes? Instead of the 14. Wow. Stop. Shut up. I'm done. <laughs> I no, fucking I'm not. hate you. <laughs> um, the Olympic was apparently reaching retirement, like mm-hmm. so that's why they wanted to get rid of it. They wanted to make the money back from what they had to use to make the Titanic. Hmm. They wanted to scrap the Titanic in place of the Olympic for spare parts. Apparently, no one truly knew what the inside of the Titanic looked like, like the interior. Mm-hmm. Only the people who built it knew what the inside of it looked like because it's never set sail before. So who who else would be on the inside besides the people who built it? So it would be easy to just switch it and play it off because if you get on a ship and the inside is similar to another ship, you don't know anybody. You're like, well, they're the same company. Of course, it's going to be similar. True. I mean... I don't want to ask any. I don't want to ask any questions because you you might. Answer. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, jump ahead. So keep going. <laughs> Many important people also canceled or just didn't show up the day that they were supposed to leave on this voyage. Um, to name a few of them, J.P. Morgan, like the bank guy, mm-hmm. um, Milton Hershey, like Hershey Bar, mm-hmm. just to name a few, didn't show up. And the whole thing is like, were they told not to show up? That's what I was about to say. If they're high profile people that. Because I'm sure you had to pay a pretty penny to get on mm-hmm. this first voyage. Yeah. So they paid that penny, and yeah. then last minute they're just like, mm, just kidding. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so there were also two ships on the water the night that the Titanic sank. The RMS Californian and the Carpathia. The Californian was an out, was only an hour away and could have easily gotten there in time and helped save everybody, and there would have been way less fatalities. Mm-hmm. But it just didn't come. And I'm not sure if they didn't reach out to it or if it just, I was just didn't about answer. To ask if you knew if they reached out or not. But the thing is, though, is like it's not like reach out to us like one specific ship. They go over the mic and they're like, or like the radio thing, and they're like SOS. It mm-hmm. just goes out to everybody, so they just didn't come. And that ship was just like, meh. But the Carpathia did come, but it was multiple hours away, and by the time it got there, the ship had already sank. Mm. So with all that being said, that's the whole theory, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you the cons of this theory that I saw. So, one of the cons is that the Olympic was actually nowhere near retirement. What constitutes as retirement for a boat? That's a good question. I don't know. Oh. I was... (laughs) From how you perked up, I was really confident you were going to be like, 
<laughs> I was ready for this. <laughs> and you weren't. No, I la- I perked up because I was laughing because I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Mm. But um, I think the reason that that is such a common like misconception is because the whole point of like how it was damaged. Remember how I said before, beginning the story, like the Olympic was damaged and it got sent for repairs a few times. Mm-hmm. So I think people take that as like, oh, it's an old ship. So mm-hmm. it must be near retirement. I'm damaged. Can I retire? <laughs> oh, God. So another con to this theory is the porthole difference that you got so caught up in that I had to explain five times. Holes. So this is how it's explained. Holes. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) The Olympic and the Titanic both originally had 14. Okay. Holes. Yeah, I'm just not going to say the word anymore. Mm. I'll say it for you. Had 14. Holes. (laughs) (laughs) They apparently added two to the Titanic before she set sail. Two more holes. So that brings her total to 16. Holes. And after the Titanic sank, they added two more to the Olympic, bringing her total to 16. Holes. So the theory that I was talking about said that the Olympic had 16 originally, the Titanic had 14, but that's not true at all. They both had 14. The Titanic had 16. She sank. Then the Olympic had 16. And so people are like, whoa, Hmm. they switched it. I think they still switched it. It's a very popular theory. I personally don't have an opinion. I have one last theory for us, and this last theory is about the man, the myth, the legend, (laughs) J.P. Morgan. (laughs) I say the man, the myth, the legend, because that man had money. He was a rich guy. His whole family is just filthy rich. Yeah, he's a fucking bank named after him. Good for him. Actually, not good for him, because he's probably a douchebag. Well, yeah. He was a rich white guy in the fucking early 1900s. Of course, he was a douchebag. Probably had slaves. I don't think <laughs> that there were slaves then, Paul. Wait, when did Abraham Lincoln... When was the Emancipation Proclamation? <clears throat> when was that signed? <laughs> Before the 1900s, I promise you. <laughs> was it? Yes. Uh-oh. Think of the 1900s like the Roaring Twenties, like the Great Gatsby. There is no such thing as... Oh, 1863. Whoops. Um... Oh, it's like the oh. it's like the Christopher Columbus thing all over again. Yeah, <laughs> history is not my strong suit. I can I can tell you that right now. History I, is my strong suit, but I'm I not good with out, numbers. I so tuned I out a lot of history. And I never remember dates, but I'm, I know history. I just never see. Remember I got dates. dates. No, not me. I'm Wait, not no, I, clearly I don't have dates. Yeah, clearly 1490. No, <laughs> but I was right. 1990. No. 1990? You said 1990 first. And then no, I didn't. I'm pretty sure you did. I don't think I did. Well, we'll have to go back and listen to it. 1990? You think... I know Christopher Columbus wasn't fucking sailing the ocean blue 100 years ago. Yeah, you said you said something first and then said no. I think I said 16. Whatever you said. It, it was still wrong. It doesn't matter when you were wrong, but it was yeah, wrong. Yeah, but it was wrong a long time ago, not recent. Anyway, so J.P. Morgan <laughs> was nicknamed the Napoleon of Wall Street. And had a hand in the creation of the Federal Reserve and owned the International Maritime Marine. That's an interesting word. What is that? Just the name of the company. Oh. Who owned White Star Line, hmm. who owned the Titanic. So with that huge graph, J.P. Morgan equals owning the Titanic. Got it. So Morgan had booked a personal suite aboard the ship. And because he's stupid fucking rich, with his own private deck, and his bathtub was equipped with a specially designed cigar holder. 
Hmm. Stupid fucking rich. But instead of going on the trip last minute, he canceled and remained at a French resort that he was staying at. His reasoning was, quote, to enjoy his morning massages and sulfur baths. It's, and when I was, hold on, when I was reading that, all I could think of it was like a happy ending massage. And I was like, <laughs> gross. It's crazy that he owns this ship in some one way or another. And you would think for he would someone be there that for the owns the ship, bird. he would be there for the main mm-hmm. voyage and be like, this is mine, bitch. Like, mm-hmm. I built this and be so proud of it and mm-hmm. just like hype it up, especially mm-hmm. on the boat and be like, you like my ship. And then you like nudge people to make you like my ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then find your happy endings on the boat that way. But. <laughs> he was just like, I like my sulfur bath. Yep. And his allegedly last minute cancellation has fueled speculation among conspiracy theorists that he knew of the ship's fate. So exactly what you just said. According to this theory, J.P. Morgan planned the Titanic disaster to kill off rival millionaires. Those billionaires. Billionaires. Millionaires with an M. It's probably billions at this point. Yeah, I know. In conversion. No, I, I know. For... My brain. Yeah. <laughs> millionaires. Um, Did you just... <laughs> millionaires with an M. Yeah, like for me, because I said billionaires, and I was like, no, 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 it's with an M. <laughs> Sorry. You can go. Yeah, fuck I you. I just needed to clarify that point. Yeah, fuck you. Jacob Astor. Hate him. Do you really? I don't know who he is. Oh. Well, these are the people that J.P. Morgan planned to kill off, apparently, according to this theory. Ah. And let's all remember that I... So it's a rich white guy. I hate him. I'm known for butchering names, so just know that before we go into this section. Jacob Astor, Isidore Strauss, and Benjamin Guttaham, who all perished aboard the Titanic. Sure he do Guttaham. I don't know what that was supposed to mean. It was just funny to say. (laughs) Don't ask. Jesus. So to top it off, the theory claims Morgan wanted to kill them because they opposed the creation of the Federal Reserve. Even though Astor and Guttenham didn't appear to have taken, like, a stand on how they felt about it, and Strauss actually publicly supported it. So that theory kind of falls apart there. Alternative versions of this theory claim that the Rosenchild banking family, or the Jussets? I don't know if that's how you say it. I'll believe you. Are the ones who arranged for those three to get killed on the Titanic. So basically an alternative version of that theory is that it wasn't JP Morgan, but it was another really rich, really rich family at the time. Rothless Childs are filthy rich. Oh, I said the name right? Rothless Child, yeah. Nice. They're I'm pretty sure they have a world I forget. They're just fucking filthy rich. Yeah, on the website that I saw that on, it basically said that the reason that a lot, that theory isn't really popular is because it's like laced with like anti-semitic things so people really don't talk about that one huh so a con a major con for this theory is that it doesn't offer any explanation for how he managed to cause the ship to hit the iceberg and kill over 1500 people let alone three men he supposedly he supposedly wanted to die because there's no control over who gets into lifeboat who didn't like who who sank who got into the water all that kind of stuff there's Mm -hmm. really no way to control that also if that was the case and he decided to kill all these people just to kill off his rivals, how did he convince the, like, captain and stuff like that? Because the captain went down with the ship. So how did he kind of, like, convince him to just let them, like, hit the iceberg? So that theory is, like, it doesn't really make sense. I guess that is true that even with the Olympus theory, 
Olympic. Where they just want the the, in, the insurance money, unless they somehow could promise the captain and some of the crew, like the high ranking crew, that mm-hmm. they'll get on the the life saving boat. Mm-hmm. If there's a way they could promise that, then I could see that potentially happening. Like, they just gear it towards the iceberg, and then the captain just runs away and starts getting on the boat, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I mean, I don't think they're going to be like, here, here's all this money, crash this into an iceberg, and try to get off, and if you don't, I'm sorry. I yeah. don't think anybody would agree to that. And I don't know if it's, like, I don't know the uh, chain of command on the ship, so I don't know, like, who actually is in control of, like, driving the boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but... So maybe they could have done it for that person, but I don't know. Those theories, like, it does make sense that the ship could have been switched. Like, you know, anything can happen. Yeah. But what doesn't make sense is, like, if you intentionally switched it, how did you know that it was going to sink? Because you would have to have an inside man on the boat. Unless it's, like, some random person who lived and got away, but, What if yeah. the iceberg was fake? It was remote controlled, and they threw it in front in of the In the early 1900s? Maybe now. I could buy that now. Not then. You never know. Government. The government could have had some secret technology at that point. Dude, at that time, they barely... Project Bluebeam. They barely bathed properly. I doubt they had remote control. Barely bathed properly? Yeah. Huh? In the early 1900s? Well, yeah, the public technology isn't going to be great, but the government always has some extra advanced super secret technology that we don't know of. That's my own conspiracy theory. (laughs) Okay, well... (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. I personally don't have a stance on this theory. I think that it's just very sad that this boat sank and all these people lost their lives when they were just trying to, you know, do the travel across, especially all the third class passengers, because they kind of really just like locked them down there and were just like eat a dick and got like all the like more, uh, quote, important people off the ship. Um, so I really don't have an opinion on that kind of stuff. Like, I just think that it sank and it was sad, but uh, it's a really popular theory and I thought that we should talk about it. So, yeah. See, I feel like if anything, the one I'm going to be closely... <laughs> agreeing with and potentially see true is that whole old boat mm-hmm. purposely what purposely <laughs> sink it for that insurance money yeah see that makes the most sense I to could, me i could easily see that but when you think about it more it just it starts to fall apart but in like theory i think that one yeah probably the mummy's curse one though is my favorite just because i love egyptian shit and when i was telling you um yesterday at work i was like yeah you're gonna love this as much as you love flat earth it was that part that i was talking about just like ah the- see i enjoyed i enjoyed this theory a lot more than flat earth i can tell you <laughs> that with a hundred percent confidence <laughs> flat earth i just no i can't wrap my head around a single ounce of flat earth whereas this one i could be like yeah i could see them doing that for insurance money so were you a titanic kid growing up no so i went to high, uh, high school uh i think i was in like fifth grade i went to school with like a quote titanic kid do you know what that means no like there's always just like one kid who's just obsessed with the titanic yeah that sounds about right yeah and i went i went to school with one of them and he every time we could do like a free project he always did on the titanic and i remember him talking one time um basically saying that like the reason that the titanic sank was because like kind of like a mirage but like on the water mm-hmm. is that was described as so like they didn't see the iceberg until it was like yeah. right in front of their fucking yeah, face yeah, yeah and that's why they like moved at the last second it just like, yeah because it was a huge fucking iceberg but yeah I'm sure it was dark. You can't see show. So, obvious. I I know realistically that is most likely what happened. It was just they couldn't see it. They couldn't get away on time because it's a massive fucking ship. So my question for you is: I just thought about it. They had an intense feeling of like fight or flight on there, and mm-hmm. they were like trying to fight to like survive. What mm-hmm. would you do if you were in that situation? Would you just be like, "Damn, bitch, 
Where'd you try to survive? Me, I would I would absolutely try to survive. Whether that meant just jumping off the ship straight into the lifeboat, even if I land on people, I'm going to do it. I'm not, because that, if there was a quicker way to go, I might think about that way. But the fact that I would have to sit in that cold ass water and just suffer just isn't for me. I don't think I would, I don't think I would. If there's one thing I'm not doing... I'm not going out of this world drowning. I yeah, refuse. that's what I was going to say. I don't think that I would let myself drown, but I don't think that I would make as big of like a ruckus as everybody else did, like fighting to get in those lifeboats, because like at that point, then what? Because it could still capsize. Like You don't know when a ship also, is coming. This just came into my head. The fact that they built a boat that could house all these people, and but didn't, didn't have, have enough sufficient lifeboats. enough yeah. lifeboats. So that's also, weight. yeah, that's also part of the theory that it was all planned. Because how many, do you know how many lifeboats they had? Did you, did you know? I don't know, but I feel like 13 is a good number. It wasn't a lot. 13? Did you just pull that out of your head? I don't know. I've watched like documentary. Yeah, Google it. I've watched documentaries before, but I feel like 13 is a good number. What's Watch crazy is all I had to type was how many life, and the first thing is how many lifeboats were on the Titanic. <laughs> how many? If conspiracy theory if our technology isn't fucking <laughs> listening to us oh it 100 percent is i can guarantee you there's no way that's a coincidence that we... we're talking i mind you i've never searched a single thing about the titanic on my computer in my life like it just mm. i just had no need to so there's no reason this should have been the first one not not at all that could, that could have searched gone so many different ways and listening. It just immediately went to lifeboats on they're the nosy messy bitches there were 20 lifeboats on board mm. which would held which would have held a capacity of 1178 people meanwhile the capacity of the titanic was 3320 i was close i said 13 so they gave enough lifeboats for not even half Mm -hmm. the people Mm -hmm. on there yeah because it was mainly they didn't care about the third class passengers they just wanted to get like i guess at that point they're just like i we only care about the the upper class not even like the second class i mean i guess which is like middle class Mm -hmm. but the first class like those really rich people those are really the only people they cared about obviously because especially if like this really famous millionaire is a guy who's like owns the company that built it. Do you know how much a Titanic ticket was? They're only going to worry about like their friends, basically. So that's why they worry about the first class people. Um, for what class? All. I feel like for third class, it was probably around a hundred dollars because the prices back then are a lot different than they were today. Hashtag inflation. Mm. I feel like second class was probably closer to two hundred. And then maybe first class was closer to 400, I would say. Those are all just straight off the dome. I actually have no idea. It Paul's says, Googling it right now. Tickets to sale on the Titanic in 1912 cost from seven pounds for a third class ticket up to 870 pounds for a first class suite. Seven pounds? At today's prices, I would equate to around 850 pounds for third class or over 105,000 for the best first class suite. So that's crazy. That's seven, crazy. Seven pounds. What is that? A hundred years ago, more mm-hmm. than a hundred and eight, nine, ten, eleven, hundred and I don't know, a lot of years ago. <laughs> Seven it pounds the, wait, wait, now wait. equates to eight hundred and fifty. It was the quality of you committing to the mental math and then completely wiping the board halfway through. <laughs> yeah, I started getting there and then my head hurt and I gave up. Um, so yeah, it's the fact that seven pounds now equates to eight hundred and fifty, mm. like over inflation. Yeah, crazy. That's stupid. And it's mm-hmm. probably even worse today. Hashtag yeah. recession. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Mm. Crazy, crazy girl. Cr- oh. <gasps> Fucking. <laughs> we got to get off TikTok, man. 
Well, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Bye. <We're> done. <laughs> but yeah. Oh no. I think the only theory in there that I would relatively give any thought to is this one. And I actually, Loki believe is the insurance money one. Mm, mm-hmm. Realist. The realistic side of my brain knows that it was just an iceberg they didn't see and they didn't have enough time to guide yeah. the boat away. But if there ever was a theory mm-hmm. behind it, some malicious intent behind it, it would be the insurance money for sure. So it's a very popular theory, Because that's obviously. what, I mean, going to the true crime part, that's what people do for yeah for insurance, uh, life insurance. Yeah, they yeah. kill people and they're like, I'm going to get the money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, stupid to do that also because so many people have done it and never gotten away with it. So you're just... Super well, yeah, if you that. kill someone and then not even a few days later you're withdrawing their life insurance, clearly something's up. Because if you were sad about it, you would not be thinking about that and you'd be broken. And It's the funny thing, though, when they, like, just get the insurance policy and then a week later they die. Or do you remember? Have you heard of that? Um, at least play the long term game. Have you heard and just of that story? Get it, and then a few years, like give it a few years at least. There's one story that I don't remember the names of it. But I'll probably cover it at some point. But her husband had an overlapping of two policies on one specific day. So one policy went until a day, and then that other policy also started on the same day. So he was insured by two life insurance policies, and he sub all of a sudden died on that day, which is like so suspicious. So suspicious. That's suspicious. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we get too off topic, what do you, what do you think? What, how do you feel about the Titanic? What do you think happened to it? What do you yeah, personally just, believe and what do you want to believe? Yeah. I already told you. I really don't have an opinion. All right. You did say that. Yeah. So I think obviously like, like I said before, it's really sad that it happened. Um, So I think that like you said, like it just hit an iceberg and it sank. But I think it being switched, like, makes a lot of sense. But the thing that doesn't make sense is, like, how would they know that it was going to sink? And how did they convince whoever whoever had con- the control of that part of it on the ship to go through with it? I mean, J.P. Morgan is a rich little bitch. Yeah, so. I know. Unless they, Money's, like... Money talks, babe. Unless they just, like, set up something you didn't tell anybody. And, like, maybe, like, the navigation on it or something. I don't know. That's also a lot to live with. If someone came up to you... If you were the captain of a boat... And someone came up to you and was like, I'll give you X amount of money. A stupid well, it's amount also of money. not a lot to live with because he went down with the ship. So he did have no, 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 no. To I know. With. But what but but what I'm saying is someone come up to someone came up to you. You're a captain of a boat, offered you all this money and gave it to you. So like you have the money and you know it's real. And they're not just, you know, spewing out their ass. Mm-hmm. And they said, I need you to guide this boat to this location and kill it off. And I will give you. I will make sure you get on that lifeboat and get off the boat. Would you do it? If you were it's promised funny. to get off the boat. No, no. It's funny because I would do it even if I wasn't promised to get off the boat. Huh. Because then you don't have to live with the guilt of it. That's my point. Is He went down with the ship. The captain always goes down with the ship. So his family obviously would have gotten the money, like inheritance, things like that. Yeah. He had nothing to live. He didn't have to live with anything. I guess that is true in the sense of. He just went down with the two. If his family got the money, he might have just. Yeah been done this with is whatever. all allegedly and, too this is all speculation we're just shooting the shit yeah this is just, just saying this is straight off my, my straight noggin. off the dome yeah uh but i guess <laughs> that's if, our new saying, if he did because <laughs> i mean that is something that's happened that is something i've heard about where or you see in movies where they're just like we'll set up your family for the future if you do this for us so yeah. that that could definitely be that situation where this guy is just like you know, I want to make sure my family... Yeah. His family could have been struggling. You don't know. Because I don't want to live with the guilt of that. If yeah. I did do something like that, not saying that I would, obviously, but if I 
if it came down to it and I was like in that situation and my family needed the money and I was given that situation, I just would not want to live with the guilt of it. And I would just be like, I'll just go down with the ship. Just give them the money. That's it. Desperation could lead to Desperado. a lot of crazy things. Sitting in a oh, Monte Carlo. Sorry. <laughs> we have Rihanna on the brain from the Super Bowl. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah. She, we're never getting the album. She's pregnant again. I'm never going to get the album. Yeah, I'm kind of pissed about it. I was really I was really hoping for a single, and I was refreshing my Spotify at midnight. Well, right after the game, and then nothing came, and I was like, all right, let me check at midnight, and then nothing came, and I was just really upset. Maybe at midnight? We're not talking about Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> kind of skirting away from the Titanic, I have to poop again because of this coffee. Great segue for me to go poop, <laughs> and once I finish that, we'll come back, and it'll be... As you like to say... My turn. My turn. <laughs> hey, boss babes. We're back. Just boss like that. Babes. Yeah, I don't know. Sounded good. Have you ever seen the movie Boss Baby? No. So Baby Row and Athena used to love that movie, and we used to watch it all the fucking time. I've... I haven't seen it in years, thank God they're over that, but... No, I've... I've never, I mean, I've seen clips of it, but I've It's funny, though, it. because, like, the whole movie, you can tell the mom is pregnant. The mm-hmm. whole, like, first half, you can tell she's pregnant before the baby comes. And then they're like, what would you think about having a little brother? And he's like, no, thanks. I'm enough. And she's like eight months pregnant. And they're just like, mm, mm. well, <laughs> guess what happens? Um, yeah, in case anyone cares, hashtag good poop. Mm-hmm. Um, it went really well. Good it was soup. a really productive ad break that we had there. Um, still you no money. My laptop's dying. So Oh, here we go again. Yeah. Um, keep, huh. keep the podcastees busy while I get my charger. Hi. Tell them a funny joke. <laughs> a funny joke. I don't have a funny joke. I can't be funny on the spot like that. I don't have one. I don't know. <laughs> I'm glad I can rely on you. <laughs> don't worry. I got my oh, charge. okay. Give me a funny joke. Then go ahead. Knock, knock. Who's there? Me. Me who? Hi. Anyways. That wasn't even funny. That was stupid and it wasn't a joke. <laughs> I'm so glad I can rely on you. Why was six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. Numbers don't have feelings. Neither do you, but here we are. Hmm. Hmm. Can't say you're wrong. Anyways. <laughs> For my story today. Oh, yeah. Um, I did something a little different today. Okay. In the terms of it's multiple stories in one. Interesting. I don't know what you mean by that. Don't what elaborate. I, no, I'll figure it out. Don't elaborate. Huh? It's okay. It's one topic, but there's like multiple different little stories oh, okay, inside okay, the one okay. topic. Okay. It's all it's all spooky ghosts, so it's not. What the hell did I do last time? I did the Conjuring, so it's not mm-hmm. it's not that. Oh, okay. So my story today is going to be about the Dakota Building of New York. I don't know what that is. You'll find out. Okay. Known for its towering skyscrapers, famous districts, and endless energy in the, quote, city that never sleeps, New York is compromised of five boroughs that sit where the Hudson River meets the Atlantic Ocean. From baseball to New York-style pizza to famous landmarks in areas like Times Square and the Empire State Building, there is a lot to explore and learn about the history surrounding the state. Throwing the spotlight onto the Upper West Side, a neighborhood with a lot of rich history, you can find lots to do that includes roaming Central Park seeing an original Banksy piece, which I didn't know existed. I don't know what that is. You never heard of the artist Banksy? Nope. It's like the 
the artist Concrete that jungle, does... wet dream tomato. No. I've been holding that in for a real Banksy... long time. <laughs> Great. I'm glad you got out of the system. Banksy is essentially an unknown artist that goes around and just spray oh, paints. Yeah, no, I saw a TikTok about that. So you know what I'm talking about. Well, I didn't know that that's what it was. Yeah. I just saw a TikTok of someone recording like a... Like, a subway someone coming up the subway stairs mm-hmm. and it was a woman well it was just like a woman mm-hmm. and then they just whipped like a spray can out of their like louis vuitton purse and just started tagging the wall and i was like whoa 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 back up back up, back up. i'm confused yeah so banksy is a really whole prof high profile artist whole that just goes all the way around and just spray paints a whole bunch of shit and his stuff is worth a lot of money i remember there How was is a, graffiti worth money there was a there was a piece well, from, like, the actual art he does. There's a piece that he did that he had in, like, an art museum that got a lot of money. And it was meant to... It essentially, like, self-destructed after it was sold. It was funny. Yeah. Self-destructed? Was, I think paint got all over... Like, there was a way he had it so, like, paint just... I don't, I don't, I don't remember the exact story, but I remember it was a piece of art of his that was sold in some sort of like museum or whatever mm-hmm. art show mm-hmm. and it just completely got ruined but that was meant to happen dude that would that piss me the fuck off It'd be, it's kind of funny though no uh, uh, if that was you and you spent all that fucking money on something and then the artist ruined yeah but it. you still have i mean it was it grabbed national te- like people know about it so you could still be like this is the piece that i bought that he had ruined like it would that still shit would piss me the fuck i think off. it would still be worth money no that would piss me the fuck off Anyways, um, so you can find that, visiting the American Museum of Natural History, or even enjoy a performance at the Lincoln Center. The one activity that you can do that is going to be the backbone of my story today, and maybe bring some chills down to your spine, <sighs> is visit the Dakota, or also known as the Dakota Apartments. So a little bit of backstory on the apartments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Located on the northwest corner of Central Park West and 72nd Street, notably across the road from Strawberry Fields, the Dakota Apartments are a hot spot for not only high-profile tenants, but also a handful of ghosts that are said to still roam the halls. The founder of the apartments and CEO of the Singer Manufacturing Company, Edward Cabot Clark, was a New York real estate agent who had a great plan to transform the barren wastelands of the Upper West Side. He was determined to turn this wasted landscape into a well-maintained, luxury-felt neighborhood. Edward would seek the design work of Henry Hardenberg, and construction of the Dakota would begin in 1880 and last until 1884. The Renaissance Revival-style building would be one of the first large developments in New York City and was designed as a National Historic Landmark in 1976, as well as a city landmark by the New York City Landmarks Preservation Commission. The Dakota is a unique blend of architecture styled with steep roofs with high gabled sides, balconies that jut out from all sides, plenty of decor, and overall just boasting a style all of its own. It is built around an airy and atmospheric central courtyard, as well as features an arched main entrance that is large enough for big horse-drawn carriages. I feel like I'm in my art history class right now. Basically, yeah. You're just like lecturing me about the architecture of the building. Yeah. And it's funny because they did have horse-drawn carriages that would go into this building, which is why they're built like that. And they even had, I didn't put in my notes, but there was a couple of stables in the back for them to like mount the horses and stuff, but mm-hmm. they're all garages now because mm-hmm. obviously nobody mm-hmm. does horse Same thing, carriages. different shape. Yeah, horse exactly. This beautiful historic building has become such an eye catcher that it becomes home to many artists and performers throughout its history. Additionally, many high-profile residents attempted to purchase an apartment, but were ultimately rejected due to very choosy condo board. 
fuck them. Yeah, fuck them for sure. They're just like, (laughs) "Mm, you're not good enough. They said, oh, you don't make 12 times the rent? No. No, thank you. In 2005, Antonio Banderas and Melanie Griffith attempted to purchase an apartment but were rejected, which led people to feel the board was losing touch with his artistic roots and only concerned with those who had money. Is he an artist? What? The guy you just said? Uh, Antonio Banderas? Yeah. He's a Spanish actor. Oh, I was going to say, where do I know that name from? Antonio. I was really familiar. I... What movies was he in? Because we... Um, I can't Mask like... of Zorro, Puss in Boots, oh. Desperado, Spy Kids. Wait. He was in Spy Kids? Wait, I know who that is. Do you know who that is now? Yeah. Yeah. He was in Spy Kids. He was the dad. Was he? Yeah. And he played Zorro in that movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was um, Carmen's dad. What well, other movie was he Carmen. in? Huh? What? I'm trying to think about what other things he was in. Um, I like vividly Uncharted. remember him. Uncharted. Yeah, no. I vividly remember him from Spy Kids. Now that I see his picture... I know who he is, but... I don't know why his name just stood out to me. I don't when know When I was doing ever. the notes, I was like, oh, I know who that is. Not me. Very loosely, but... You just said the name, and I was like, that sounds very familiar. Okay, sorry. That was basically what I did, and I just was just like, hey, he's not a main part of my story, so I'm not going to look it up, but <laughs> me. I ended up doing it anyways. <laughs> um, other notable rejected applicants include Billy Joel, Carly <laughs> Simon, and Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons? Gene Simmons. That's the guy from Kiss, right? Yeah. Mm. <sighs> I wish we. So it sounds like this that I wish we recorded when we did this, like with a camera, so people could. So you could just see, see what the f- what stupid shit I just did. Yeah. <laughs> also, as I'm doing this, I'm like, I'm gonna. Up. Huh? <laughs> I hope you just sucking nothing out of that straw just picked up. <laughs> yeah, I was really disappointed when I went to go suck and nothing came out. Um, <laughs> That's it. That's what she said. Mm. I'm also like blowing through this. And I'm like, damn, I'm probably gonna go through this really quick. So it might be a quick story today. Sorry, but no, that's totally fine. Because you were lecturing me and I just wasn't listening. Which I feel like is every time. No, but for this, it was just because I felt like I was in like class. And so you just kept this talking and talking and talking. It was meant to help you. And you kept lulling and like stopping. And I was just like staring at you because there I'm was here just to no, help you. There was no listening. one home. <laughs> I was gone. I checked out. So, while at least building- I'm honest about it. At least I don't lie. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I could be like, I'll no, no, it. I was listening. Quiz me. No, I stopped. I'm sorry. ADHD. It was, but I did come back. I was listening. And then I was like, wait a second. He said, he's talking about the architecture. So I was listening a little bit. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I bother? <laughs> Cause the, I'm just trying to give you good history of the building instead of being like, oh yeah, here's this building in New York. FYI, it has ghosts. Here are the ghosts. I'm not saying it's you. I'm, it's me. It's definitely a personal flaw. It's me. It's me. Hi. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. It's funny because I was trying to think of the lyrics for that and it just wasn't working. But you beat me to it, so it's fine. It's okay. Sorry. While the building was occupied by many artists and performers and boasts of this beautiful landscape and architecture, inside the halls and rooms of the building lives some more sinister and spooky residents. I knew you were going to say the word sinister and I was going to say it at the same time as you and then I was like, I'm going to be really embarrassed if he doesn't say it. But then you did. How'd you assume I was going to go with this word sinister? Because you're very predictable. Mm. <laughs> Love that. So let's get down to the spooky of it. <laughs> that was a word that wasn't written on my paper and just came to my head and I wish it stayed in my head. Spooky-ookie. Spooky-dookie. That's it what I just like, took was a spooky-dookie. Sounds... Shut up. Sorry. It sounds like, um, Icky Vicky. 
Mm. That's song. Icky Wicky, oh so sicky. Just the thought of being around you makes me all so sicky. That's that is what she says. I forgot the words. Tell the truth. Huh? Nothing. Mm. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> As mentioned before, New York is a hot. <laughs> a what? It's a what? I'm a what? You're a wizard, Ari. <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy. Are you gonna play it when it comes out on Switch? See, I want to play it. But I don't know if I'm actually going to because, like, I'm thinking about it and it looks really fun and the idea of it sounds really fun. And then I, like, look at the videos of it and I'm like, I'm going to get so bored because I'm not a big Harry Potter fan. Neither am I. Like, I watch the movies, but I won't read the books. And I'm also not paying $70 for a game that I'm not, yeah, like, plus, totally Yeah, plus, the they advertised the game came out in, what, like, February 10th? And then I went to go buy it because I play on the Switch. Hmm. And it doesn't come out on the Switch until, like, the middle of the fucking summer. And I was like, dude, why don't you advertise it properly? You get us all hyped up. Unless I did advertise properly and I didn't read it, but... Well, I can see, because the Switch is a very under-powerful console compared to all the new ones. I don't give a um, fuck. I like my Switch. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but also, I don't even remember the last time I paid for a game. Because I usually... I have... Oh, you're going to tell me you're going to pirate your games? Is that what you're going to No, say? Oh, I have the... Oh, so you're going to make that on air? No, I have the Xbox Game Pass, so oh. I pay like $15 a month, and I get this, like huge catalog of games and usually it's a lot of new games too and then i get the opportunity to play online so like mm. like nintendo switch online mm-hmm. so i can play with friends and it's all in one so i just none of the games i play i've paid for i think the last game legally it's <laughs> legal don't worry i think the last game i might have actually paid for was um legend of zelda breath of the wild great game are you gonna buy the new one listen so tears of the kingdom mm. my problem is I love open play games like that, but I don't like the beginning where they try and tell me what to do. I fucking hate that shit. I just want to do my own thing. Well, I mean, you need a, you need essentially yeah, like a map. It's no. like a book when you have I world know. building. I know. And I hate it. <laughs> but I was playing the other night and I finally got past that part and I'm just doing my own thing now. I'm like, oh, word. But I have to like go up in the snowy mountains because I'm at the very beginning of the game. Yeah, I have to like I go up in the are. snowy mountains. Yeah. And then like, you're going to get cold. And I'm like, well, what do I like? So I like run around with the torch and then my torch goes out and then I die. I think there's things you can eat, too, like soup and stuff that you can make, and that'll warm you up. That's why that old man told me that. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So when you go back to play that, just try to find the recipe for... Mm. There's food that'll warm you up. I forget exactly what it is, but... And you can just bring a bunch of that with you, so when your torch goes out, you just eat that. I just keep dying with the torch in my hand, because my torch keeps going out. Yeah. It's funny. So just do that. (laughs) Anyways, I'm glad I could help you on the air. I love Wait, wait. Are you going to play Hogwarts Legacy? Probably not. Mm. When it originally was announced i was really hyped for it yeah and then i found out it was single player and i became less hyped about it because it would be obviously a lot of fun with friends mm-hmm. and then i saw videos of it and i just don't think i'd get into it as much if as i did I play to. it though i would play it horribly because i am a slytherin and so i would just be doing fucking killing people left and right i would be dark as fuck yeah That's how i just I play. Maybe if it goes on sale in the I'm future, for the and I can guy. get it for cheaper than seventy dollars. I'm always rooting for the bad guy. They always have an interesting storyline. Or maybe it comes on Xbox Game Pass and I can just play it for free. That'd be nice. Yeah, you can let me know before I buy it because I'm not fucking buying that shit. Yeah, fair enough. I don't blame just you. to not play it. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. Anyway, rant over. Bye. Yeah, big big boy rant there. Not even a rant. Side tangent. Whatever it is. Whatever it's called. ASMR. <laughs> Welcome to our channel. For today's story, we're going to talk about ghosts. (laughs) Does this make you tingly inside? 
Ew. That's probably going to edit out. I'm over it. Why? No, that's funny. Oh. You can edit that out. No, I'm going to leave that in. Okay. (laughs) As mentioned before, New York is a large mass of land that has deep historical roots and is home to many famous landmarks and structures, but also, on another hand, is a very physically active place that features the sites of many hauntings. In relation to the Dakota apartments, there are a laundry list of sightings, sounds, and signs that many apparitions and ghosts still live within the walls and haunt the residents that still choose to live there. One ghost seen within the Dakota apartments is that of a little girl. Wait a second. I just realized they're charging all this money to live in a known haunted apartment building? Yeah. New York is something else. Mm Mm-hmm. I would love that. That's there. it. I'm sorry. That was just... It just I wouldn't clicked. pay that much. I would never pay that much to live in any New York apartment. Mm-hmm. But if it was reasonably priced, I'd still live there. But that also goes back to episodes before where I don't necessarily believe in the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ghosts in this aspect, but... Please give me a discount or something. <laughs> <laughs> a spooky discount? Yeah. Hmm. What's an alliteration for that? Spooky sale? Hmm. You said alliteration. Slasher My brain sale? was like, What? <laughs> Mm. Slasher sale. Mm. Mm. Sadistic? I don't know. Sadistic? I got nothing. So one ghost seen within the Dakota apartments is that of a little girl. One afternoon, painters who were hired to help fix up hallways of the complex were met with the sighting of a girl with long blonde hair and dress of an earlier time while bouncing a ball. Wait, I'm sorry. Which also gives us shining vibes. You know what's really funny? They always talk about ghosts, and they always look like they're from a completely different time period. I can't wait to die and be a ghost and just, like, be a modern-day ghost, because that is so (laughs) funny to me. Like, I'll just be sitting there on my little ghost phone, just, like, scrolling through TikToks. You won't hear me, like, moaning and groaning around the house as I'm walking around. Like, you'll hear me, like, laughing because of a fucking TikTok. I'll be in quite literally sweatshirt, a sweatshirt (laughs) and sweatpants, and they're gonna be like, yeah, that was, like the the style of the 2000s oh my god do you remember that story you were telling about the conjuring when they were moving the dirt piles that'd be me i would just be like bitch your house is dirty like clean it <laughs> and you go look for the broom i'd be like it's gone <laughs> see i would just be in a sweatshirt and sweatpants like you said just scrolling through tiktok on my phone yeah Sorry. and then you just hear didn't even notice your bunch of statue <laughs> just like for me coming, now and you're like that... where do you hear that song and it's just coming from my phone for me now it's that ice spice song my ghost that just came out. call me beat me if you want to reach me mm. hmm have you heard that on TikTok, the Ice Spice song? No. What is... We're gonna, I know we're, there's supposed to be a story here, but and we're going on a lot of tangents, but what? what is the hype of Ice Spice? I don't know who this is, and I keep seeing everything about them, and I don't know where they came from, what they're about. I'm 99... I'm 90, I should say, percent sure that she's just a New York-based uh, like SoundCloud rapper that just, is starting to get big. Because, you know, uh, TikTok has really changed the way that yeah. music is perceived and things like that. Is she... Um, was there just someone who made one of her songs really huge on TikTok and it's just blown up? Or I don't know. But I know that she is very attractive and I think that has a lot to do with it. Mm. Because I've just heard so much about Cause her. Because every time I see any kind of TikTok about... Because I only know of her because this one song is going vir- viral right now. Mm-hmm. But everything I see about her is always just talking about the way she looks. So I wonder... I don't know if that's what has something to do with it, but that's what it seems like it is. I thought... I was just like, is this someone from like the original Spice Girls? Like I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> so if anyone that's listening to this knows the background of Ice Spice, because I'm no, not going to look she's her She's younger than us. She's younger than us. She's in her... Oh, like, okay. I think she's in like so, her early 20s or like late teens like she's Mm. younger than us yeah if anyone listening to this can school me on this subject i would love to because i just don't yeah dm us information because we're old dm us call me beat me 
please. If you want to reach me, if you want to page me, it's okay. Sorry. We're on a whole new level today. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they these painters saw a sighting of a girl with long blonde hair and dress of an earlier time while bouncing a ball, which is definitely kids shining are vibes. Yeah, kids are creepy. That's that's just what I thought of immediately when I wrote this was a shining like kids playing at the end of the hallway sort of deal. Like my shining. issue though with creepy kids is um, people get scared and they run away. I will kick it. Right in the head. It's a ghost. Creepy kids, though. Right in the head. Kick hmm. like a ball. Punt. Goodbye. Anyway. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> uh, none of the painters that were in this hallway had ever seen the girl before, and she didn't fit any descriptions of the children who lived there or were current guests of the residence. In addition to the painters, a woman who was waiting for her friend in the foyer saw the same apparition that appeared to walk into what this lady thought was an adjacent room. However... She discovered later on that this quote-unquote room that the child walked into was actually not a room at all, but instead just a simple, small closet. I thought you were going to say, like, she walked into a wall, and I was like, what, do they just have, like, a decorative door there? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's just a painted-on door <laughs> yeah. to, like, confuse people. Oh, like the Roadrunner, those? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, exactly like that. <laughs> yeah, ex- quite literally that, yes. The second ghostly resonant is found in the apartment of another high-profile artist that was not mentioned earlier, Judy Holiday. Judy was an American actress, comedian, and singer who began her career in a nightclub before working her way up to Broadway plays and musicals. Following her death in 1965, a new family, the Smiths, bought her now vacant apartment. As one would expect, the Smiths would hire three men to repaint walls and revarnish woodwork in the apartment. During their time working on these repairs, the men had the feeling of being watched. One worker reported seeing a ghost of a boy that was aged around 10 and was wearing a Buster Brown suit which was a style of the early 1900s. Accompanying this apparition was a musty odor that would fill the apartment. That's which, rude. Sidebar, gross. <laughs> That's rude. That they also goes back to the conjuring. He looked weird and he smells. <laughs> <laughs> it must be the suit was in the closet for too long, like me. You didn't even give me a chance. No. I <laughs> wanted that thunder it. and I was taking it. <laughs> Additionally, the three men would go on to see a ghost that had the body of a male in his 20s, but a face of a young child. Which what? is so creepy. Wait, can we talk about... <laughs> so, you know when you're younger and you, like, have just, like, a very active imagination? Mm-hmm. When I was younger, whenever my mom would talk about, like, um, like her childhood, I would always picture a child with just my mom's head. I could never picture my mom younger than what she looked like. Ew. So, so that's, it's, like, the exact opposite of what you just a, said. Inqu- yes, exact opposite, and that's their ghost. <laughs> That's the ghost. Um, Once their repairs in the apartment were complete, one of the painters had to do some touch-up work in a large closet, but would suddenly have the door slam and the lights go out. Fuck that. Once he found his way down the ladder in the dark, the worker propped the door back open and turned the lights back on, but not before being grabbed on his arm and having it put against the light bulb. Oh, I'd quit. Oh, 100%. Just imagine, just try no, to imagine that. I won't, you go no. to turn on the light, and then no. something just grabs your arm, and they're like, "You can touch that light, babe." Go ahead. No, I would a hundred percent. See, the thing is, is people do stuff like that, and I'm not saying anything against this guy, but my fight or flight is heavy on fight. What I, I'm swinging, I'm going out. And what are you it, swinging? If, I know at? it's a ghost, so I'll start punching the. Wall. What are you swinging <laughs> but at? But I feel like if you start like irrationally swinging your arms, the ghost is gonna be like, "What the fuck? <laughs> this bitch crazier than me," and then just leave. <laughs> And I wouldn't go back. I can't, is he just going to go back to work after that? Is that what the rest of the story is going to be? Because fuck that. No, that was that. the end of that story. Yeah, fuck that. I mean, he... Fuck that. I'm pretty sure he's already no. on his way, almost done. But also, that doesn't surprise me that there's a lot of activity in this apartment, because isn't the the prime thing with ghosts is if you touch, 
like historical thing and like start rebuilding homes or something mm-hmm. where this activity that like stirs them up mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. So that's probably and a it can lot cause of what a lot of like uh, residual hauntings, but that doesn't sound residual. That sounds pretty aware. If he's just fucking like here, touch this, I'd be like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'd be like, here, I'm gonna leave. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> you know what I would do? <laughs> I would just slack my body and I would just <laughs> fall to the ground. Huh? <laughs> Instead of like letting it put my hand to the light, I would just. What if he just catches you? It's like oh, a trust fall. You trust fall the ghost? Shit. <laughs> I would shit my pants. But I would just fall. Like, I wouldn't, like, some people lock up. I would just <laughs> hit the ground. <laughs> just yell trust fall first and see what happens. <laughs> Trying so hard not to laugh. <laughs> oh, so God. the third ghost of the Dakota can be found on the third floor, coincidentally. Residents Frederick and Suzanne Weinstein, and no, I cannot find any link to Harvey Weinstein because I was very intrigued if that was the who was that? You don't know who Harvey Weinstein is? Nope. Harvey Weinstein is that really gross movie producer had all those sexual assault cases and stuff against him. He's like oh. the main. He's like one of the big profile like mm. producers and okay. stuff in Hollywood. I lied. I do know who that is. I just yeah. didn't know what his name was. So I was like, are they related? And I immediately checked, and I couldn't find any link. So I was like, hmm. Because that would have added a nice layer to like the a, story. I wonder if that's a common last name. I don't know. But I was just like, it's a high-profile apartment, so I thought it would be a good potential. I don't have a common last name. Every time I Google my last name, only my family members come up. Ciders? The only mm-hmm. thing I know relating to last name is apple cider. Mm. I love me some good cider. I actually don't like apple cider for that exact reason. You're canceled. So Okay. <laughs> These two would report hearing footsteps and other noises in their home. In the dining room specifically, other paranormal phenomena would occur, such as rugs and chairs sliding on their own. So just imagine being in your dining room and you just see your chair just fucking whip across the, the room and then the rug follows it. That's like the um, movie Paranormal Activity when they like stack everything up. Mm-hmm. I would just So pretty leave. similar to that. I would just be homeless. Additionally, one day when Frederick was coming home, through his living room window, he saw a large crystal chandelier with its lights glowing. Why was this strange, you may ask? Well, when he went into the living room, there was no chandelier, although the bolts for one remained on the ceiling. Frederick assumed the chandelier was installed by Suzanne as a surprise, but he was sadly mistaken. That? He was probably gassed up. He's like, damn, she got me this nice chandelier. He walks in. Nothing. Yeah, that is probably the most insane ghost story, I think. So my question for you is, because you don't believe in ghosts, so what do you think about all this stuff? I do you think it's just like people's minds playing tricks on them or what? Realistically, ideally, yeah. Because I don't again, I don't know where his cuz he saw this from the outside in, so I don't know where his apartment's positioned. Is there somehow there was some sort of reflection into his window? But then it coinc- it's weird that it coincidentally lines up with bolts in the ceiling that would be there for a chandelier, but also an upscale you, apartment like this is going to have that regardless, I think. I'm giving so. you this look. Because that's so boring. Like, just believe in ghosts. It's so much fun. <laughs> I know it's fun, but it's just... Boo. It. I guess it could be one of those things where it's like, I have to see it to believe it. Boring. And I really haven't <laughs> seen... If ghosts are real, why haven't I seen anything yet? Boring. And I've gone out of my way to see ghosts. <laughs> boring. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. I'm boring. It's okay. The most activity in the Dakota building could be found in the basement, however. One night, a porter, or basically, in other words, like a bellboy, bag carrier, a bellboy. Um, summoned a tenant named Wilbur Ross to the basement. 
The porter had just seen a heavy snow shovel fly off the wall and nearly hit him. He showed Wilbur garbage that was thrown around the basement. He even explained that the bags began to move on their own volition. That's so rude. Rightfully so, Wilbur was skeptical until a metal bar flew across the room and nearly hitting him, <laughs> landing at his feet. That's me as a ghost. If you're just like, yeah, 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 I fucking bet I'd be like, oh, guess what, And, and bitch? you just fucking toss something yeah. at him. So Wilbur would go on and try to pick up this bar, but quickly came to realize that he couldn't because it was just too heavy. It's really funny that I, if I was alive and had to deal with like a haunted place, I would just like just get myself out of the situation but me as a ghost oh i'm a i'm gonna be haunting i'm not going into no light I'm it sounds fun right here sounds i'm fun. causing a lot of shit i would too just especially if my mind on ghosts don't change and then i get to the afterlife and i realize <laughs> I'm a your ghost. mind <laughs> your mind on ghosts doesn't change and then you turn into a ghost and you're just in denial just, just driving like, your ghost car to work every day <laughs> <laughs> I sit down at work and I greet customers. And I'm like, why aren't they talking to me? <laughs> you like are moving stuff around in the back room. And then when I'm joking, like, oh, it's the ghost. It's just you. <laughs> that would actually be really funny. We're just never going to get through the story. No, you said not. your story was short. And I was like, let me just throw in all the commentary. It could have been short. You know that, right? Like we could have just. Oh my God. We could already be at Chippy. That's your right, talk. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Not spawns. Additionally, an electrician working in the basement on a different day would not be lucky enough to see shovels or bars being thrown around, but instead would see a ghost of a short, long-nosed man with a beard, no mustache, wide-frame glasses, and a wig while wearing a frock coat, which a what is coat? essentially just like a knee-length skirt cut around the base. So think of like a skirt bottom, and then at top you have like that little V-neck like uh. thing. So that's just kind it's of It's kind of rude that they pointed out that he had a big nose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a distinct feature, depending on how big it is. So, I mean, it could be. And a hi-hat. He also wore a hi-hat, too. Top of the morning to you. <laughs> this apparition would go on to be seen by various others and would match the description of none other than Mr. Edward Clark, the original owner of the building. Hmm. Now... The last ghost that can be seen at the Dakota, I purposely saved it for last and omitted it from my high-profile residence. Okay. Because you'll know who it is. I would think. The main reason why this complex in New York was so intriguing to me and I deemed notable to talk about, besides the creepy ghost and sightings above, obviously, is because it was home to none other than English singer, songwriter, musician, and peace activist John Lennon. He's the one who got shot. Because of the Catcher in the Rye, correct? From the Beatles? Yeah. Okay. Wait, he got shot because of the Catcher in the Rye? That's the one who got shot, right? Yeah. Yeah, the guy who shot him, shot him because of Holden Caulfield, who's the main character of the Catcher in the Rye. Mm-hmm. Because of the way that he perceived the world, he thought that um, people like John Lennon, like just people who were like that were mm-hmm. fakes and phonies and blah, 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 blah. So that's why, that's one of the, I didn't that's know one that of like far. the reasons he used for why he did it. Oh, I didn't know that far. Interesting. Yes, yeah, so I um, history, bitch. I, okay, jeez. <laughs> and you think I would know that? Because my dad is a big Beatles boy. Big time. I just remember learning about that um, in English class. When we went over Catcher in the Rye, we talked huh. about that a lot. No, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Co-songwriter, co-lead vocalist, and rhythm guitarist of the Beatles, John Lennon, was a resident of the Dakota Apartments, and quite unfortunately, this would be the site of his untimely death in 1980. Oh, he got shot in front of it? Uh, oh, was co- his ghost there? I'm sorry. 
on a cold if you guys couldn't you guys obviously couldn't see but i gave her the biggest death stare because this is what she likes to do instead of just letting me read my fucking notes she's like oh <laughs> so perfect representation <laughs> on a cold de- december night while john was hanging out on the steps in front of the building a music fan that was found to have mental health issues mark david chapman approached john before shooting him four times in the shoulder and back john lennon would go on to take a few steps before collapsing on the ground and dying almost instantly although john lennon would go on to leave us in the physical realm his spirit and ghosts are said to still remain within the walls of the dakota apartments there's your fucking answer. <laughs> in 1983, a musician who lives near the building, Joey Harrow, would claim to have seen John Lennon in the entrance doorway of the apartments, the exact spot where he'd been shot three years previously. Joey is quoted as saying, he was surrounded by an eerie light. At the same time of the sighting, a writer who accompanied Joey, Amanda Moores, confirmed that she also had seen the same ghost. Amanda is quoted as saying, I wanted to go up and talk to him, but something in the way he looked at me said no. Following up on John Lennon and the catcher in the right thing, I just Googled it. It says that after he shot Lennon, Chapman was found with a copy of the book on him, and he had written, this is my statement in the book, and signed it with Holden Caulfield's name. So he like pictured himself as Holden Caulfield. That's crazy. And later he read a passage from the novel to address the court during his sentencing. All this is according to a Google search by it, but yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't want to get too much into that because I was really, what? That's obviously <laughs> not my... Yeah, but I was just thinking it, about it and I was like, wait. This isn't true crime, it's paranormal, but... I didn't know if I um, if I was like making that up. I was like, I'm pretty sure he had a copy of the book on him, but I didn't want to say that if I was I didn't know that I much. It. I knew he got shot on the steps by this guy, but I didn't know for what The reason. only reason I know all that stuff about it is because I didn't enjoy the book, The Catcher in the Rye. I did not think it was good. And it's, mm. like, a classic, and, like, a lot of people love it. I just didn't think I think was I was good. forced to read it, but I also didn't like to read it in high school, so. Yeah. Well, like, even though you're forced to read it, there's still people who still read it now just for funsies. But I just don't think it's a good book. Couldn't be me. So, like, someone killing over it just never made sense to me. I'm sorry. Go. That's just like story. me and uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. I didn't like To Kill a Mockingbird. I didn't either. But, again, I didn't like many books in high school. But... I think the only book that I read in high school that I was, like, forced to read that I really liked was The Secret Life of Bees. Secret Life of Zach and Cody? <laughs> many residents would go on to claim that john's ghost was still haunted in dakota with a psychic sean robbins saying she saw john's ghost in the building as well as his own wife yoko ono reporting to have seen john sitting at a white piano yoko ono claims that he turned to her and said quote don't be afraid i am still with you is that the one who screamed into the mic at that song okay yeah that's his wife <laughs> very vague <laughs> But you know exactly what I was talking about. I know. <laughs> yes, because that was such a meme at one point. But yes, that is her. Okay. Um, lastly, it is said several spiritualists would confirm John's spirit lingered on Earth for a short time before a group of spirit guides would help him adjust to the, quote, other world and convince him to join them in the spirit world. It is said that a person that won't let go after they are dead are the ones who become ghosts and haunt the area of the tragedy. Hmm. So that's kind of to the point of... Um, you know, see the light, go to the light Mm -hmm. because they're stuck in this world and they don't want to essentially admit that they're dead. Mm -hmm. So they stay here and they're like, I'm not dead. And they're just stubborn about it until someone comes and is like, that'd be "Mm, you. Baby, you're dead. That'd be you. Yeah, absolutely. Because you'd be like, ghosts aren't even real. I'm not a ghost. I'm real. I'm a real boy. (laughs) And then there's just me who would like do the cat thing and just like push the cup to the end of the table and just like knock it off and be like, ha, and walk away. You would be the type of ghost that would fucking infuriate me, and I know that for a fact. 
because you want to do anything crazy, you would just do stupid shit like that, and I'd get so pissed off. Because I'd be bored. How else would I entertain myself? You'd be like, let's fuck with him, and then just throw my fucking coffee off the table. Yeah, like, I wouldn't do things that are, like, too crazy, because I wouldn't want you to leave. But I'd do enough shit so to, So, basically, like, just, like, don't spill my food or my coffee, and we'll be okay. But, like, you'd probably, like, put a cup, like, that one, like, how my cup's on the end of the table right now, and I'd just be like, and just knock it off. Be like, ha, Like, you do at work? But you would actually just commit to the full thing and knock it off instead of yeah, pretending. like I do with the hand sanitizer. Yeah, intrusive thoughts. Anyway, <laughs> intrusive thoughts and make it to the other world. What that? Oh my god! If they make it to the other world, I'll clock out again. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Although I could be quite skeptical of ghosts, as I mentioned before, a lot. Um, I do believe energies are trapped on this earth after death and could potentially bring us to events that we are talking about today or see in typical ghost stories. What you're describing is a residual haunting, right? Yeah. With this, I personally like making trips down to New York and learning more about the history and experience of various activities and landmarks. After learning about the Dakota, this is definitely a site that I have on my list of places to go and explore. And maybe, just maybe, if I'm lucky enough, I can get an autograph from Mr. John Lydon himself. I love that you just ended your story like that because the next story that I have, I ended like kind of the same way. That's really? so funny, yeah. My paranormal <laughs> story this next. <laughs> That's how we know we're friends. I want to go. Because we have similar. What, to the apartments? Yeah. I want to go. I would too. I don't obviously know if you can go in and mm-hmm. explore, but I'm really tempted to. We should do like a ghost tour thing. I'm down. You don't even have to convince me I'm down. Okay. I, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to go at night though. That's where I draw the line. I have to be daytime or else I'm going to cry. Suddenly, I don't want to go anymore. Because I'm going to cry or because it's daytime? Because it's daytime. Uh-huh. I don't want to go on a ghost tour. I want to actually like go on a ghost hunting trip. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I don't want to go on a ghost tour. I want to go on a ghost tour. <laughs> I feel like, what's the difference? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I want to go with a team of people that have all the equipment and we go to a place and we just... Things like that, though, I don't appreciate because... As someone who believes in ghosts, like, you have to show them a certain level of respect. And, like, for example, some shows like Ghost Adventures, sometimes they just antagonize the ghost. And it's like, you have no control over what somebody else is going to do or say to make this thing act a certain way. And so, mm-hmm. like, no. Like, I, just, when, like, I would just do it just ghost. to try to get contact and just be like, are you real? Yeah, like, when Zach is Tell fucking with story. the ghost and yeah. then, like, Aaron gets scratched because of it, I'm like, yeah, see, you're getting fucked up because of this guy over here. Like, that, yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. I do. I would love to do that. You hear that, Zach Bagans? Hit him up. No. Hit him up. Hit him up. I'm not a fan of that. But <laughs> anyways, <laughs> with that, that brings us oh, like, to what? our end. It's funny because I turned my computer off and I'm like, okay, next story. And I'm I like, <laughs> I looked over and I was like, oh shit, we've been recording for like an hour and a half. And I'm like, I, th- I was the last story. And I'm like, this is the end. <laughs> I watched you put your computer down and I was like, sure. Just going to free ball it. <laughs> Ad lib. Anyways, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Isn't That Oddpod. And most importantly, find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, Chris Mingle, Grinder, really anywhere you get your podcast. And plenty of fish, don't forget. Match.com. <laughs> Farmers Unite. I was I just going to say Farmers Meet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's something like that. Anyways, if you have any recommendations or something you're dying for us to hear about, we have a Google Doc linked in our bio. And in, well, in our link tree, I should say, not our bio. You can find the link tree in our bio, and within that is a Google Doc where you can submit stories to us if you want us to hear about it. Um, and plot twist: there is a story in next week's episode that is a recommendation on my end. So, if you want that to happen, 
Just let us know what you want us to talk about, and you'll get our stupid commentary on top of it, and it'll be a good time. And don't forget to email us your personal true crime, paranormal, conspiracy, question mark, stories, and we'll talk about them, and you'll hear our stupid commentary. And yeah. maybe if it's a ghost story, Paul will make you feel bad, but I'll believe you, so it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. I really want to do listener stories, so if we get enough hype and support about that, we definitely want, I want to at least do an episode on that. Um, so even if you don't submit, I'm going to probably just chase people down and be like, tell me your I fucking ghost I was just going to say, we should just start messaging people and just asking them for their stories, because I know a few will. people who have stories. Hmm. I have some myself, but I don't know if I should tell my own personal stories. Mm, you could. It could be part of that. I have true crime stories and I have paranormal stories. The fact you have true crime stories makes me nervous. Um, <laughs> who'd you kill? No, we'll find anybody. we'll find out when you tell us. <laughs> um, but yeah, with that, thank you so much for listening to our, our little episode, our little podcast today. We hope you enjoyed our stories and our stupidness that we had all over the place today. <laughs> um, but for now, we must depart because my ass is hungry. We're going to get chippies. If you if don't you know, know what that is, know. yeah, if you know, you know. If you don't, I'm sorry because it's really fucking delicious. Honestly. So without further ado, I am going to run and go get that because I'm hungry and I've been looking forward to it all day. Mm-hmm. And we will catch you on the next episode. Bye. Adios, mis amigos. I hated that. I'm so sorry. Happy birthday. <laughs> birthday was last week. Happy Valentine's Day. This is coming out after Valentine's Day. I know, but today is Valentine's Day. Yeah, we're recording this on Valentine's Day. Bye. Bye. (laughs)